She said, don't go too long. I said, we can't. Mike has to go to bed. Welcome to Flopography, where we revisit old pop albums that are known by many, not because of their critical or commercial success, but because of their lack thereof. These albums received the designation of flop. But did we give them a fair shake? Hello and welcome to the sixth episode of Flopography. Um, Mike and Steve here reporting live from our respective apartments. Uh, You're probably wondering why I'm dressed the way I am. Uh, We have a really exciting album to review. It's John Uh, Lennon. Actually, these glasses were from a John Lennon Halloween costume. Nice. Then he said it was a bit over the top, but I'm channeling a specific video for this artist. We will be reviewing Justin Bieber's Changes. Yeah, you got that yummy, 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 yummy. It'll be interesting to talk about an album that's a little bit more current. And as you can see, now I can explain what my outfit's for uh, so I can take off these glasses so I can actually see the screen. But uh, I'm channeling Justin Bieber's uh, recent uh recent starring role in Drake and DJ Khaled's uh, pop star. Uh, So here's like my Teddy coat, my John Lennon glasses. I'm drinking a bubbly as well to channel uh, Justin Bieber's soberness. So that I can be the best for you. That's all I want to do. I'm going through changes. Tell us about your... Uh, your viewpoint on Justin Bieber as an artist. I definitely like have appreciated his ability to be a chameleon in pop, but also to make a more of a, of a long career to go from baby to this album here um, and really stay relevant. And so um, now as a person, that's a whole different story. I don't know if I necessarily like Justin Bieber as a person, but from a pop music perspective, he I give him some credit there. How about you? I haven't really been interested in Justin Bieber's music or his career outside of maybe a few of his hits until this year and changes, and which is why I chose this album to review. Um, I think that like, I find it interesting how he's been able to navigate um, this pop world. And to your point, um, your chameleon point, um, come out with probably his biggest record in purpose prior to changes. But I've been fascinated a little bit by his ability from purpose to changes to 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 revive his career when it seemed down very much so at one point, um, when basically he was asked to be extradited to the to Canada by a lot of the fans here in the US who were fed up with him. Seeing his relationships evolve uh, from dating Selena Gomez to getting married to Haley Bieber. We need to play a game. Each time we mention Selena Gomez, I think we have to take a drink because it's inevitable that Selena's gonna get mentioned when you talk about Justin's career. So cheers. Not sure what I was doing before you. I quit trying to figure it out. Nothing like having someone for you. Someone beside you when it's time to lay down. The album came out recently, so February 14th, Valentine's Day of this year. Um, so, Mike, what were you doing on our uh, Love Struck holiday? God, well, you know, with the whole pandemic, like the rest of the, the whole year is a blur. Um, 
I would say not much this year. Honestly, I think I was working late, to be honest, this year on Valentine's Day. Um, You're in a relationship with your work. We, we all know that. Yeah, yeah. I, I like to work too much. So we actually did couples yoga, but it was a really nice, low-key Valentine's Day. You know, I think we even maybe listened to a little bit of changes. What type of music were you listening to earlier this year? I was lamenting about this earlier in the year with a friend, my friends, but Q1, like the first three months, just like nothing. I felt like a, a dry time for pop music. TikTok has such a big impact on, on radio and on what becomes a hit that- um, You mean that, do, 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 do that song? <laughs> What song was that? That humming didn't do it for me, Mike. Yeah, uh, I, Jason Derulo did a cover of it recently. Oh, Savage Love? Yes, that's one. <laughs> so some of the music that was popular at the time and throughout this year, like I said, songs made big from TikTok. So think Savage Remix, uh, Rockstar by DaBaby. We've also had kind of a resurgence of the 80s pop with Blinding Lights by The Weeknd being probably the biggest track of the year. And then we have a little bit of this category of happy pop with Dua Lipa, Lady Gaga releasing Chromatica. So those are just things to think about in terms of the context of what surrounded changes. I'm available. This was Justin's fifth studio album, and specifically uh, important is his first album as a married man. Um, so he's 26, and when he released My World, his first album, he was 15 in, back in 2009. Uh, his albums, My World, My World 2.0, uh, Believe, Purpose, which had probably the biggest impact and now changes. His first week sales for Purpose was uh, 649,000 album equivalents sold in the first week. So a very impressive first week. And it's currently um, five times multi-platinum. Uh, and, and listen to this, this list of hits from that album. What Do You Mean, which hit number one. Sorry, hit number one. Love Yourself, hit number one, which I thought was probably one of the strongest songs of his career. Uh, <laughs> Where Are You Now, number eight, and Company I hadn't heard of, but that was number 53. Where Are You Now technically was from uh, a pre-Purpose era that primed him for that era in itself, though. Um, but yes, total, he had bops in that record. And mind you, Purpose was a really amazing album. Um, I will give him that. And so those numbers are for a real, real good reason. As we, we get down to the numbers for the flop album, his first week album sales were 231,000. So think of that from 649 to 231. Uh, and for comparisons, 
Uh, Harry Styles' fine line launched with an incredible 478. Gaga's Chromatica had 274. Um, and then the weekend after hours shot up with 444. So those, I mean, fine line and after hours are probably two of the biggest albums of the year. I think Justin is at a the caliber of a Gaga, right? And um, as even the weekend, I would say. So um, it's kind of interesting that that was lower. His first single, um, which was a questionable pick, was Yummy, um, mm. and it hit number two. But it only spent fifteen weekend or fifteen weeks on the chart. And if you remember, I don't know if you saw this, but there's like a meme video of Justin like repeatedly. Uh, speaking to his fans via like Instagram stories, Snapchat. And it's like, please send yummy to number one. Like, yes. if, like do you, have you seen that? Yeah. He was lobbying like so, so, so much behind the scenes. It was very, it, it came off as very desperate. Yeah. You got that yummy, 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 yummy. Yeah. You got that yummy, yummy, yummy. His biggest single from the album was Intentions. It hit number five, was supported well by radio. Um, and we'll get into it. I, my favorite track on the album. Picture perfect, you don't need no filter. Or just make them drop dead, you a killer. Shower you with all my attention. Yeah, these are my only intentions. He did have a standalone charity single uh, with Ariana Grande that that kind of came to life in the span of this era. So I think it's important to talk about yeah. stuck with you. Uh, that hit number one, famously six, nine, who I'm dying to do an episode on, uh, <laughs> but all of his albums are flops. Uh, six, nine uh, actually uh, called out Ariana and Justin for using six uh, different credit cards per buy or something. There was there's this whole video where he basically was saying that they manipulated the charts uh, to get number one when he released his single Gooba. The album's currently 40K away from being platinum, so a million units, and its meta score. Uh, or sorry, Metacritic score changes received a 57, which is a mixed review. Um, all of Justin's other albums scored in the 60s. We got the rest, got the rest, got the rest of our lives. We got the rest, got the rest, got the rest of our lives. All you ever really want, all you ever really need. Now let's get into the fun part, Mike, our analysis of changes in Justin Bieber's uh, choices and, and era as a whole. Uh, so, Mike, was this the first time you listened to changes fully? Fully through. Um, when the album first came out, I was curious, and so I started to listen to it, but I couldn't finish it. Um, but it's the first time I finally finished it today. So what's if you had to describe your reaction in one word, what would it be? Yummy. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> you got the yum, 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 yum. You got the yum, yum, yum. Whoa. Whoa. 
say is consistent. Every single flop that we have profiled on this podcast, um, like almost all of them are consistent, right? And so, but sonically, his his sound is it all meshes into one. And I, you know, it's R and B tinged, but I would say consistent um, for better or for worst. My reaction to the album was just like how subdued it feels. Yeah, uh, it it almost kind of relaxes you. But to me, the album lacked um, the energy that Justin Bieber can typically bring to some songs, mm-hmm. like he did to what What do you mean to Sorry? Um, and a lot of the songs like blended together. I just wanna know your ETA. I'd love to hear your low moment from the era. I know it's not, you know, totally over because his tour is postponed, but it doesn't look like as of now that he's going to release a third single. So with the pandemic, many artists have started to almost use COVID as a scapegoat for failed artistry. Um, And Justin Bieber is no exception to that. Before uh, COVID really became kind of an omnipresent thing in society in March, he uh, was not selling out his stadium tour for changes uh, that was supposed to occur in the summer. And people were consistently monitoring it. Blogs were saying not selling it. And it was just a continued decline so that once COVID really was a thing um, and very present across the entire country and the world, uh, to use COVID and say, oh, because the safety guidelines were canceling the tour is kind of messed up, you know? And I think to me, bringing attention to that, um, to his failure through scapegoating with COVID is a kind of a low moment, but also Steve, to your point, he was hawking that album and, and setting up for wrong success by trying to get his fan bases to, to really kind of lift it up, even from the days of the Instagram, the Instagram post. You remember that when he posted an Instagram post saying which one? So Justin, for all who doesn't know, uh, put an Instagram post late last year saying, if this gets 20 million likes, I will release an album before Christmas. And he did not get 20 million likes. He, so what happened is I can't believe you remember this. He deleted the post and he didn't release it until February of 2020. What should have been a single? And we have a lot to choose from here. Honestly, because all the songs sound so much the same, um, I can't say hands down, oh my God, why was this not a single? There was just one not that, that, was, that it wasn't that. Um, however, if he wanted to play the charts, um, he definitely should have released his song with Post Malone. The tracks that I liked that that were i don't know if would make good singles includes um take it out on me and uh, that's what love is those are i think really nice uh breath uh fresh breaths of air in an album that sounds very much the same but honestly i couldn't tell you like there was a song that oh my god that was it that was the hit yeah that's what love is nah, that's what love is don't nobody else deserve my 
them in my presence It's hard to read the message I stay on the defense to take away your leverage Till you put it in perspective Can't help but to respect it Oh, now I know what love is The song you're talking about forever with Post Malone got playlisting on like Spotify. I think he should have sent that to to radio as well. Every time I go the wrong way, it turn me back around, turn me back like whoa. Leveraging his fandom as well with the with how many like it seems like a lot of number one singles this year have been collaborations or remixes with somebody featuring another artist. So like, it's definitely if if you're a fan of getting number ones and who isn't, and there's nobody more into it than Justin, like that could have been a perfect opportunity. I know that it's only been not even a full calendar year, but what aged the best to you from this album Unpopular opinion, I like Yummy. Yummy is fun. Like, I didn't really care for it then. And to be honest, like, my my barometer of a good song is if, can I throw it in my spin class and groove to it? Yeah, you got that yummy, 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 yummy. I kind of like yummy now. I look back and I'm like, I got groove to it. It feels good. That's a good song. How about you? What aged the best to me was the people he was able to work with on this album and like the collaboration. So like he collaborates with Post Malone, Lil Dicky, Travis Scott, Kelani. <laughs> The features were strong um, and the diverse artists that he used were were interesting and as well, like they are really popular in markets. So I think that they helped with a lot of the streams and kept the longevity alive for this album a little bit. Some of it was a little bit refreshing and owed to like rap and R&B. And, and I, I thought that that was, that was nice. Oh, it is the word that you just used that even Justin recently saying, verbatim like along the lines of i made my career off of black music you know and black inspired music and so you know in some ways it could have been an ode um and ensuring that he had more diverse um partners on his uh, collaborations minus a few but obviously um i definitely think ode is a really great word to say there yeah out to the bus spring off the hiss everything legit moving like the bliss crib like the rich so you know it's room what do you think uh, didn't age well? I think this album symbolizes where Justin's going to have a really kind of challenging growth point as an artist. He's not that cute uh, mushroom head haircut, you know, kid anymore, right? And a lot of those those girls 
are now women and how do you move along with that but also he's trying to navigate his own sound as a you know white artist that is in some ways you know appropriating culture black culture and black music and black sound so um i think the low moment is him trying to find that on this record mind you he has an amazing voice like he sings really good on the track um but i think the low moment is just his his navigation of his own career my what didn't age well uh, was yummy. <laughs> oh, I thought it was a poor for a single. I think the lyrics are repetitive. I think some of it's kind of like gross. You got the yum, 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 yum. You got the yum, yum, yum. The track like feels tired to me. Come on. lazy. But Steve, like overarching on this album, there's a lack of a song that hits a punch, right? And Yummy is probably the closest song that it has to hitting with a pop punch. What is your rationale for why this album is, from a mainstream perspective, considered a flop? It's a flop because he didn't have a first track that caught attention. Now, mind you, like you and me back in February and or January, whatever that was released, um, it was kind of like whatever, yummy. But it aged well in your eyes. It has, it has. Well, cause when you look at the album as a whole, it's like, okay, at least there's some good song on here. But that, I mean, objectively, that uh, that song isn't that good. So when you don't have a first single that does that, it, you're kind of set up for wrongly for success. What went wrong, in my opinion, is Justin's like made his career, and to your po earlier point, like this fan base of young girls who like fawned after him. Um, and like, this is Justin's first album as a married man to Haley. Uh, and even in like his YouTube documentary, Haley plays like an enormous role. And so I think part of it is this like progression of like the type of music his fans listen to. I just want to be the best of me. Even though sometimes I forget to breathe So that I can be the best for you That's all I want to do A lot of songs are about Haley and about marriage and about growing up. I mean, it's called Changes. Not that he's alienating these fans, but like they're just not as passionate as some of the fan bases that we've talked about in previous episodes as they once were in maybe the Purpose era or prior. If we look at the album itself um, and what Justin had just kind of gone through as a human being, um, you know, addiction and just a lot of, of drama and chaos in his life, I wonder how it would have panned out if he had actually been a little bit more reflective on those issues themselves, right? Uh, because to your point, it's a love album. It's all about Haley. It's Haley this, Haley that, without saying her name. But what if he took a different spin, like, Eminem in our last episode. What if he just owned it and went deeper? Maybe it would have still been a flop, but that, that would have been an interesting take on it at least. I watched his Zane Lowe interview with Apple Music as well. I love Zane Lowe. You're always I love Zane Lowe. I plug him whenever I can. He was like sitting like this, like hunched over, and they showed this machine that he has to like go sit in to like help with his anxiety and his muscles. It was mind boggling, like what he goes through from like an anxiety perspective each day. To your point, all these things that like nobody really knew about. 
and he had the opportunity to open up about that on this album. And to your point, he do he doesn't. At least for now, oh. trying to avoid disappointment. At least for now, oh. one finger at a time. I turn the pages. Right leg cross while you're smoking a cigarette. Since this album release, is is there anything he's done that's right? That's right at the course. Yeah. And if not, like what can he do next to potentially do that? His appearance in Pop Star. Um he... I agree. I've, uh, that's why I'm inspired by his appearance and wearing what I'm wearing. Um, but <laughs> continue. I'll put these back on. Well, it's kind of meta, right? Like he's 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 owning and claiming his his uh pop stardom and putting it into this song that, you know, always get, get viral traction because of his appearance in that and making fun and, you know, doing the lifestyle dance party, which I'm actually curious how the hell did they film that with social distance guidelines? They didn't, but regardless, like, I think it, Justin took a road trip and went to Chicago and like went into a restaurant without a mask. So who did Bieber? Wait, what? Yeah. He was with like chance the rapper. Shut up. He was yeah. in Chicago. That's so yeah, funny. Chicago, you missed him. Him owning his pop stardom in that video and like kind of just poking fun at it, but also not taking himself seriously. That's his path forward, but also his path forward, double down on pop music. Your next record, which he is recording according to his Instagram. Um, if he just owns his pop music and goes with it, he'll be fine. I agree. I actually think pop star is a great launching point. That was like the energy and the personality that people love about Justin Bieber, how he didn't take himself too seriously. Well, and I think the fact that he has been able to still have a career after 10 years of being a pipsqueak into now uh, 26 year old, I think that. <laughs> I think your face is getting me. So it's that time of the show where we uh, read fan tweets that we found. And uh, there was uh, quite a few for Justin Bieber and changes specifically. So this was an easy task. Uh, the first tweet is from Danny and it says, I feel like people heard yummy and automatically wrote off Justin's changes album. It was so good though. Hashtag justice for changes. So we have a huge fan of yummy in Mike and in Danny. Um, I am probably one that was considered uh, writing the album off, but I assure you I didn't. I listened to the full album. So let's pull up tweet number two. Um, and I pulled this up specifically because it was time for Mike to have a glass or a drink of wine. I was going to say, I'm like, see, you must have wanted to have a glass. Uh, yeah, that's it's it's true. Um, so this I pulled because people were comparing Selena Gomez's Rare and Justin Bieber's Changes, which came out not too long after. Both albums hit number one. I forgot that they totally released the album around the same time. Uh, Selena needs to stop talking about Justin. I think she needs to like stop extending her life, her career with him. Um, mind you, I love Selena, but like, come on, girl, move on. Like have a new fresh perspective on your next record. That album is okay. If it qualifies as a flop, I definitely think we should do it in season two. All right, it's time for the third tweet. It's from John. Changes really is a good ringtone album. So I thought that was funny because I think that just like takes me back to the 2000s. Yeah, I used to make my own ringtones back 
in the early 2000s. I would literally have a software and I would just like pull MP3s into there and cut them and make upload them to my razor and then like put them on there. It was fun. But yeah, I don't know what that means. What is a ringtone album? I'm curious. The MTV VMAs used to have a best ringtone mm -hmm. category. Interesting. Really? All right, well, that brings us to the time in our episode for our 2020 review. It is 2020. This was released in 2020. So what is your review of the album, Flop or Not? It's a flop. It's a flop. The, the songs are objectively not bad, but it's just way too consistent and boring. And Justin didn't come with what he's known for, which is punchy pop music um, that will hit the charts. So it's a flop. How about you? I agree. It's a flop in my opinion. Whoa. I okay, good. Are you surprised? I, I like that. I, I actually like a lot of the songs on the album. I think Habitual is nice. Intentions is nice. I think Forever is nice. But I think it's a flop because one, the singles performance, and that's like a big yeah. indicator of Justin's work. The album feels very sleepy to me. Mm -hmm. I think this album also opened my eyes up that Justin's fandom isn't as strong as it maybe once was. Nope. Artists with big fandoms have big first week sales because their fans go out, buy their, their album at Target. And Justin's album was available before we went into like shelter in place and lockdown. So I think that's an important piece. His first week sales shouldn't have been affected by COVID whatsoever. I think the album is a flop, but I do see a bright future for Justin. I don't think his career is over. I think between like pop stars, stuck with you, and intentions, radio performance, I think he can he can chalk this up as like you know a uh, 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 really you know celebration of his marriage to Haley and move on and create something new and fresh and with a bit more energy. Position it as a labor of love and move on to your next era. And Justin, I'm gonna encourage you, if you want some good PR, drop Scooter Braun for one era and then release an album and see what happens. I think that it's, I know, ballsy, but I think that'll make some waves in your career. Oh, oh, you can take it out on me. You can take it out on me. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of our episode uh, featuring Justin Bieber's changes. Uh, as always, please, please reach out to us. I mean, you can comment on my coat or my glasses or Mike's leather jacket. Um, <laughs> but hit us up at Flopography Podcast on uh, Facebook. Twitter and Instagram. Uh, let us know if there are any albums that you'd like us to review or what you think of uh, Changes by Justin Bieber. Yeah, and if you are listening to us on Apple, Spotify, wherever, or if you're watching us, um, just know that you can go to anchor.fm slash flopography podcast. You're gonna get a link to wherever you want to listen to us. We're on every major uh, podcast platform, which is pretty exciting. So please go there to find more information and follow us on social from there. Um, but also very important, if you are on YouTube, 
please like um, our videos, comment, subscribe, um, especially if you're just from a traditional podcast platform, click that subscribe button so you're informed with all release episodes. And Steve, it's hard to believe, but there's only one more episode left in the season. How are you feeling? One episode left. I, You know, I'm getting a little bit sad. I feel like this has been you know, something fun to do each week and connect about and like listening to these old albums. I will not miss listening to bad music though. Uh, <laughs> as always, Mike, it's been a pleasure. Uh, thanks for, you know, listening to Bieber's changes for me and uh, look forward to the next episode. It's coming soon. Bye y'all. See ya. Act like you know that you are.